Chapter Twenty Four of the Sealed Message by Fergus Hume. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Twenty Four, the Second Marriage. In his anxiety to prove his theory, Todd would then and there have taken his friend and Arnold over to the Pixies' house, but Gerald, more cool-headed than the impetuous Scotsman, pointed out that he had not sufficient grounds upon which to accuse the widow if you ask her to explain her movements on that night she will only refuse to gratify your curiosity said haskins positively the police could make her speak the police could not arrest her without a warrant and there is not to my mind sufficient evidence to obtain a warrant and certainly the police cannot ask questions about any one's private affairs until some reason can be given to show why such questions should be asked those ladies said that they were at bognor when they really intended to come to devonshire observed arnold who seemed to side entirely with macandrew it is a woman's privilege to change her mind mr arnold and i ask you what possible motive could mrs crosby have had to journey all the way to devonshire to commit an unnecessary murder unnecessary snorted todd displeased seeing that the murder is ascribed to mavis who may thus be shut up to provide reb with an income i cannot see that it is unnecessary ah but mrs crosby did not know that the major's income depended upon the seclusion of mavis said haskins rapidly i did not tell her as there was no reason why i should and i am quite certain that reb himself would not explain if mrs crosby had known that his income was so uncertain she would have refused to marry him perhaps she will do so now said arnold hopefully no she has come down to see about the repairs to the pixies house answered gerald and reb loves her too well to let her go i believe todd that geary is the man who committed the murder it sounds plausible enough grumbled macandrew and a case could easily be built up against him but the presence of mrs crosby on the spot has to be explained gerald rose and walked up and down the room thinking i tell you what todd he said abruptly i am getting tired of poking about in the dark i believe as you do and arnold does that mavis is entirely innocent hitherto we have kept her in hiding so as to prove her innocence since she may be arrested if she is discovered well then i think it would be best to let her be arrested both arnold and macandrew jumped up wrathfully what they exclaimed and todd continued what is the use of charity's sacrifice if you intend to hand over mavis to the law todd said gerald seriously as things stand now we are not able to force either gary or mrs crosby or reb to speak if mavis is put on her trial they can be called as witnesses and then the truth may come out also mavis can be examined by two doctors i shall insist upon that when her sanity will be certainly be proved beyond all doubt if she is proved to be sane then reb will find himself in queer street and will be hard put to it to prove his innocence we could have done all this in the first case said arnold irritably no replied haskins sharply for then we did not have the evidence to hand that we have now reb geary and mrs crosby are all implicated and we may also be able to place venosta in the witness-box but the proof that mavis is responsible for her acts and has been shut up in the pixies house while reb enjoyed her income will gain the sympathy of every one and will go far to show her innocence i shall support her throughout the case she is reb's ward and is under twenty-one said todd crossly so the major may not allow you to support her 
i propose to take her out of the major's keeping by making her my wife forthwith said gerald coolly but if you do sir cried arnold much upset mavis will be arrested indeed i doubt if you will find any clergyman who will marry her to you seeing that she is said to be a lunatic that's all right rejoined haskins easily i have arranged that in my own mind there is an old college chum of my late father's who can see both sides of the question and i can trust him utterly to-day i am going to london to repeat your experience and get a special license toddy our marriages are expensive matters old boy aren't they todd grunted and kicked the carpet when you are married what do you intend to do i shall bring my wife down here within three days and we shall all go over to the pixies house mrs crosby will not have left by that time as from the quantity of luggage she brought i fancy she intends to remain for a week or so then we can confront her and reb and if possible todd i wish you to bring geary on the scene thus all the actors in this tragedy of real life as mrs pelham odin would call it will be together and we can bring about the fall of the curtain with mrs gerald haskins in jail said arnold gloomily mavis will be arrested on reb's information at once that is highly probable but whether mavis appears early or late she will have to stand her trial seeing that she is accused also she will have to be examined as to her sanity but in both these ordeals i intend to be beside her as her husband there was a pause well it's a forlorn hope said macandrew hesitating and risky still he looked questioningly at arnold the little man nodded sadly things are so bad that they can scarcely be worse he remarked and certainly as mr haskins thinks a public trial would force the witnesses we want into court once in the box and closely examined the truth might come to light i think mr haskins should do as he says but it is a risk life is all risks said gerald cheerfully well i am going to pack up and clear off to london and you toddy i shall keep my eye on geary and if possible i shall see mrs crosby or her mother gerald nodded and matters thus being arranged he went up to london that same afternoon en route for south end to make mavis his wife todd and arnold left behind remained at the prince's hotel and wandered about the country even as far as leegarth they heard that the london ladies were still with the major but did not catch a glimpse of them and even todd audacious as he was shrank from going to the pixies house and openly accusing the lively widow todd took occasion to pay a special visit to the devon maid and found the hotel in charge of a rough man and his slatternly wife it appeared that since mrs geary's disappearance her husband had taken heavily to drink and refused to attend to his business his uncivilized instincts had got the better of him and he was running wild in the neighbourhood mrs geary now with her mother in barnstable refused to return to him or to surrender her children and adonis talked loudly of forcing her stubborn will by law but as yet he had not done anything perhaps because he was in danger of the law himself todd learned as much from inspector morgan whom he met at the silbury high street on the third day after gerald's departure in search of his wife in the course of an idle conversation about this that and the other thing for macandrew during his holiday at the devon maid had learned to know morgan intimately the name of the negro was mentioned and the inspector uttered a grunt he's a black scoundrel that he remarked why asked todd pricking up his ears 
i always understood that geary was a meritorious inhabitant of denley he certainly conducted the devon maid well as i stopped there myself you know that morgan nodded things have changed since you and mr haskins were there sir he said slowly it was mrs geary who kept the inn respectable and a miserable life she had with that sooty blackguard but she got fed up with his brutality and went back to her mother in barnstaple since then the inn has gone from bad to worse and geary is drinking i heard something of this observed todd why don't you pull him up i am going to said morgan grimly i have my eye on him he is nearly always drunk and frightens children and insults women and threatens men sooner or later he will be locked up and the strength the man has why do you know mr macandrew that he knocked down the river wall of the pixies house that portion overhanging the pool i wanted to run him in for that but major rebb will not prosecute for some reason he has a sneaking regard for his old servant i suppose said todd smiling but this wall morgan how the dickens could one man knock it down oh the wall has been in a shaky condition for years and years said the inspector it was only held together by the ivy the bricks and mortar were rotten but even then a good strong push would have sent it over and geary gave it that push he was climbing over i believe as he wanted mad with drink to get into the pixie's house and because of the ladies major rebb had ordered the gates to be closed and locked however he found that the wall leaned a trifle towards the cliff and managed to knock it down the man has an immense strength naturally and when drink is added to that morgan shrugged his big shoulders i have known drunken men to do some wonderful things in the way of superhuman strength he finished i think geary must have been superhuman to have pushed that wall over rotten as it was if you remember mr haskins climbed it i remember and a good thing it was that it didn't fall and drop him into the pool below however it's down now and on that side the grounds of the pixies house lie open to the world by the way how is mr haskins has he got over the death of that crazy girl todd laughed i don't think myself that she was crazy morgan or that she killed that wretched italian woman nor do i believe that she is dead and he looked straightly at the officer's red face have you any reason to think she is alive sir her body has not been found rejoined todd evasively what of that plenty of bodies are not found but the girl was never outside the pixie's house before that time she fled after the murder not knowing the lie of the country it is more than probable that she tumbled into some river or water-hole and was drowned if alive she certainly would have been caught by now we have had constables all over the place for weeks even now well no the men have been withdrawn as so long a time has elapsed since the commission of the crime we'll hear no more of the matter never prophesy until you know mr inspector i do know said morgan positively i don't go about with my eyes shut mr macandrew and after saluting he stalked in a military way down the street leaving todd to pursue his shopping which todd had come out to do macandrew rather chuckled at the positive way in which this official dogberry who could see no further than his nose asserted that the pixie's house murder had been relegated to the past on the fourth day of gerald's absence todd received a letter from his friend in the character of a bridegroom 
everything had gone well as the clergyman on hearing the whole story told in haskins's persuasive manner had joined mavis and his friend's son in holy matrimony now reb had lost his income as the conditions of the will had been fulfilled and in spite of all his precautions mavis had come into her own todd would have been less than human had he not reflected with great glee that the income being safe from reb's clutches his wife as the twin sister of mavis would benefit to the extent of three thousand a year and lady euphemia called me a fool chuckled todd complacently what will she say when she knows that i have married an heiress and will be able to get back a part of the family estate in his letter gerald informed macandrew with great pride that mavis had learned how to sign her name and had produced a singularly fine specimen of calligraphy the rest of my darling's education wrote the young man will be completed by me after all these troubles are over and we can spend a proper honeymoon education as a means of passing a honeymoon did not commend itself to todd and he made a grimace then he sat down and wrote a letter to amsterdam telling charity to come over and repair to mrs pelham odin's london flat where he would join her later he also gave her a full account of all that had taken place and detailed the story of the major as to her birth mentioning also the income which mavis intended to hand over as soon as the mystery of the crime was solved when todd posted this letter he took his way to denlee to see if he could find geary and arrange for him to appear at the pixies house it was necessary as gerald had explained that all the actors in this drama should come together for the clearing up all perplexities but geary was not easy to be found afraid of the official warning uttered by morgan he had taken to the hills and although todd roamed all over the place he could not find the man he returned to the prince's head quite fatigued and found a telegram from gerald stating that he and his bride would be in selbury by the midday train next day macandrew communicated the joyful news to arnold who had come back from a round of bookselling for the gnome did not neglect his business even in these anxious days and the two had a merry little dinner on that same night prepared by mrs jennings's own hands and the landlady's cooking when she desired was something to be wondered at todd insisted on a bottle of champagne being sent for and the tutor and the lawyer drank long life and happiness to the bride and bridegroom with all honours although said todd setting down his glass we are not yet out of the wood an hour after dinner and while arnold was detailing his early connection with mavis mrs jennings came in much flustered oh sir she said here's that horrid black landlord of the devon maid he asked to see you sir i wouldn't if i were you he's always drunk and may be dangerous never mind i am not afraid show him up said todd valiantly mrs jennings shook her head but did as she was bidden and in a few minutes mr adonis geary looking a wreck of his former stalwart self came into the room however he was perfectly sober and very much depressed wanderings on the hills did not agree with him and he looked as one of his ancestors might have looked when cuban bloodhounds were hunting flesh and blood in the days of slavery you wish to see me sir said geary after a casual glance at arnold yes mr geary replied todd settling himself in his chair the fact is that things are coming to a climax and i want you to come to the pixie's house to-morrow afternoon say at two o'clock to state what you know of bellaria's murder ah don't know nothing sir said the negro doggedly mr haskins believes that you know everything retorted todd sharply 
and unless you want to get into trouble it will be best for you to speak out i don't know nothing said geary again and rolled his eyes ferociously at the mention of gerald's name and there's nothing can hurt me i have sold the hotel and next week i go to jamaica as a pensioner of major rebs i suppose that's my business sir this place no place for me when my wife go away with my chillin Valeria dead that mad gal dead and you are wrong in thinking that miss durham is dead mr geary said todd exploding his bombshell according to gerald's written instruction she is very much alive geary staggered and turned his usual green she alive yes and married to mr gerald haskins you can tell the major that if you like mr geary and tell him also that we are all coming over to-morrow to demand the six thousand a year which major rebb has held for so long i fear that your jamaican pension is not very safe geary stood dumbfounded clutching his breast his dull brain could scarcely grasp the significance of this speech but he did grasp the fact that rebb was losing the money and that he mr adonis geary would not benefit i tell the major he faltered wheeling by all means said todd easily i sent for you to be my messenger come geary as rebb loses the money you had better come on our side and tell us who murdered Bellaria. the negro turned at the door and drew himself up no sir he declared with something of majesty i eat the major's bread and i no betray the major after which speech he went out abruptly does that mean rebb is guilty todd asked arnold i always said that he was rejoined the ex-tutor dryly and later the two retired to their several couches to ponder over the new problem the bride and bridegroom duly arrived the next day todd was slightly uneasy since geary had probably told the major and that gentleman would undoubtedly for his own safety take steps to have mrs haskins arrested however geary had probably not delivered the message that mavis was alive for no officer of the law appeared to break the joy of the meeting mavis looked slightly pale but her courage was high and she evidently determined to go bravely through the ordeal united to her adored prince gerald she was ready to face any one and anything by his side after greetings and explanations and a hurried meal the whole party drove over to leegarth and Orlando for the momentous meeting as the carriage passed through the village mavis kept her veil down so she was not recognized the gates of the pixies house marvellous to relate were open and the carriage drew up to the house major rebb with two ladies was on the terrace mavis alighted and raised her veil great heavens cried rebb pale with terror mavis durham mrs gerald haskins she replied proudly and i come for my money End of chapter 24